I know that the video is asking for us to hold on to wait for um, some other people to log on. In the meantime, I'll go ahead and start with prayer and open us up tonight. Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love and your kindness, Lord God. Thank you for life and breath today, Lord God. Thank you for your vision and your purpose, Father God, that included us today, Lord God. Thank you for looking upon us this morning on our beds and seeing that we be fit a part of your vision and your plan for this day. I thank you, Lord, for the desires of your heart that are being fulfilled in our lives each and every moment, whether we know it or not. I thank you that your plan is bigger than our plan. I thank you that your ways are higher than our ways. I thank you that your wisdom far exceeds our own. I thank you that we have you to look forward to when we don't know what to do. I thank you that we have the help of Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us in all things. At no point in time are we doing life on our own. Lord God, I thank you for your wisdom tonight. God, I thank you for your understanding tonight. I ask that even in me, Father, and everyone who watches the live tonight, that God, you would expand the capacity of our minds to receive your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding as it pertains to our talk tonight, Lord God. If there's an area of our lives, Father, where there is any darkness, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we're asking that the light of Christ would come in and shed your light, Father God, reveal, Father God, any areas in our lives that, Father, we need to have open and um open to you, Father God, that we would be transformed in those areas, that light would shine, that darkness would be dispelled, Lord, and that ultimately we would walk according to your will, according to your plans, according to your purposes, for we know that all good and perfect gifts come from you. And so, Lord, if you're asking us to grow or mature in an area, it's for our benefit, not just because you're putting rules out for us to follow, but Lord, truly, there is a reward for obedience, Lord. And so we're thanking you for tonight. I thank you for everyone who's listening. I thank you for every heart that you're touching. I thank you for leaving no stone unturned. Check us in the ways that only you can, Lord God. Even as I speak, Lord God, I ask that my flesh would decrease, that the spirit of Christ in me would increase, Lord God, that people would hear you and see you, Lord God. I ask that God, despite what I say, that there would be a silent conversation that you're having with every heart and every soul that's listening, Lord God, that you would speak so much more clearly, that your message would be fine-tuned in their hearts and in their ears, and that ultimately, God, you would receive the glory for the things that are revealed tonight that you would like to do in our lives. We ask all of this in Jesus Christ's name, Lord, and we also ask for the forgiveness of our sins, Lord. If there be any error in us, Father God, show us where we err, that we can commit not to make the same mistakes again. And Lord, give us the wisdom that we need. Give us the resources and the help that we need to, to overcome our challenges. It's in Jesus Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So good evening to those who have joined um, live tonight. Welcome to another episode of It's a Talk. I'm your girl, Sasha. And tonight we're talking about friends. Hey, everybody. Um, those of you who waved, it's good to see you. Last week, we had a really good conversation. But this week, the conversation is less from things that I feel like God is putting on my heart. But there was this one particular question that if you remember... A few weeks ago, before I had even launched the talks, I had asked you all to submit seven things that you feel are super important to you as a literally lit believer, as a literally lit child of God, lit with the light of Christ, right? I asked, what are the seven things that matter to you most right now in life? And those were the seven things that I really wanted to take the time to talk about. Because as I said before, this conversation is for us. It's for the children of God. And not to say that anyone else can't listen in, but I truly wanted to 
create a space where we feel like the things that we need help with, the things that we're looking for God to clarify for us, we have a space to talk about. And no, I'm not saying that I have all of the answers. That is not my job. But I wanted to, again, create an opportunity where we can talk about the things that matter to us most and to be candid and say, yes, as a child of God, this is how I see this um, particular circumstance and having those conversations and addressing those things. Um, I'll take a little segue right here. I think that right now we see that so many believers are having a hard time being honest about their perspectives because people feel like in such a day, We should be so open and tolerant to different lifestyles. Now, with that being said, I do think that people should all be treated with love and kindness and gentleness and all the things that the fruit of the spirit mentioned. Yet, I don't think there's anything wrong with us having a lifestyle choice and living according to that lifestyle and believing that that is the way, the truth, and the life. And we know that for us, it is that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And so we're not ashamed to say that. We're not ashamed to say that, no, there are different standards. There are different aspects of life that I do live my life by, and I don't agree with every lifestyle. There are things that I do disagree with. There are things that I do believe are wrong. It's not my job to necessarily patrol anybody or condemn anybody, but as far as there being a truth, we believe that Jesus Christ is that truth. So I'm going to make that segue right there to say that's why I want us to have this conversation. This is that space and that opportunity where we can say, no, this is truly what we believe. Like, and for those of us as the children of God, we know that living according to the word of God is the standard by which we live. No, I did not create the word. I truly do believe that as I've come into the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is through the love of God, I also believe that the word of God is the standard by which I live my life. Have I always agreed with the word of God? No. Am I always living according to the word of God? Not always. There are times where my flesh has gotten in the way, but that is neither here nor there. The standard is that the word of God is how I ought to live my life. And this is the first and last word by which my life is governed. So with that being said, everything that I experience, I do bring it back to the word of God to ask God for his understanding, to ask God for his way of living life. Okay. So with that being said, tonight we're talking about your friends. And one of the questions that I had received from one of the persons who submitted those top seven things was friendships. And I think that is such a vital aspect of every believer's life, not just because we're young and we're lit should we be talking about friendships, but truly friendships is such a big deal in life in general. And I think it's noteworthy for us to talk about what our friendships look like as the children of God and what is... um, What are some of the boundaries, right, that we should set in our friendships when we're talking about living according to God's will? Now, when we talk about our friends, I think the hardest transition for me in life has been managing my friendships when my friend circle didn't necessarily match my faith. And what I mean by my friend circle's didn't necessarily match my faith was the idea that although I was making the choice to live my life according to the word of God, although I desired to live my life um, according to the standard that followed God's word, that was not necessarily the choice of all my friends. And how many of us know, hello, we have friends. A lot of times we have 
significant friends, truly, truly significant friends that we come into the faith with. And for me, I think the most trying time was in college. I told you all that I received Christ for real, for real, like started walking with Jesus my senior year in high school. And so all the friends that I had made in high school, really good friends of mine. And a lot of us actually went to college together. (laughs) We left South Florida and actually went to college together. Um, A lot of those friends had to transition with me in my faith. And I think that especially as a college kid, when you're talking about maturing and being somebody who's learning to make your decisions and being somebody who's learning to think for yourself, and then also having to, on top of that, think about this is the place where, you know, influence and peer relationships become super important. Not to say it wasn't super important in high school, but think about this, you're away and you're beginning to live life on your own and your parents aren't necessarily there to govern you. This is when peer relationships became super important and at the same time my relationship with God was super important. And so I think that it does us well to have this conversation because so many of us young adults are in this place still right now where it's like, This is what my friends are doing. This is what my conviction says. How do I live my life in a way where I can experience the peace of God and know that I'm living according to, you know, the desires that God has for me and I'm also not neglecting my friends. Now, this is one thing that I will just share from my own personal story. I feel like there was very little conversation that was had with me on friendships, so much so that in those younger, in my younger 20s, I literally like cut off my relationship with my friends because I really didn't know what to do. I had such a close relationship with church and with, you know, church relationships and leaders in church, but I didn't have anybody to tell me how to govern my relationships. And so therefore I thought that my friendships weren't fruitful and I didn't really know how to navigate that season. So as I grew closer to Christ, to me, the most logical, excuse me, the most logical thing for me to do was to remove myself from my friend groups because there was so much pressure and turmoil there. It was down to whether or not I was going to hang out with my friends for movie um, or excuse me, not movie, but we used to have Ratchet TV Mondays <laughs> where we would just watch reality TV on Mondays. And so, you know, we went from having Ratchet TV Mondays to, you know, Sasha not coming just because I really didn't know, you know, what to do with that. My conviction was, should I even be watching reality TV? And, you know, I love my friends, but, you know, the rea- maybe the reality TV is too much and I'm not going to tell anybody what not to watch and so I just won't go. Um, even when I was in Bible college, I think it was a time for me, especially where I really did, I really did, um, break off from my friends. And, you know, people were like, Sasha, where are you? Part of it was because I was super broke. Okay, I had to quit my job to do that. But the other part of that too was that the convictions that I had, they just were too strong and I didn't know what to do with them. Hence, having this conversation tonight, I guess I just want to share from my own perspective so that in your own journey, again, I'm not... Um, saying that I have all the wisdom when it comes to friendships, not at all. But I truly do believe that maybe if I share my experience, that's a conversation that you and God can have. And then you would be that much more apt to pursuing to have that conversation with the people that you look forward to. I mean, that you look up to in ministry. Again, I was saying when I was, you know, trying to figure out my relationships and things like that, I didn't know that there was a way for me to have my friendships and to still have um, an amazing relationship with Christ where I didn't feel like I was giving away way the truth of my person to keep my friends nor was I 
nor was I leaning too much into my friends and neglecting my relationship with Christ Jesus. And so I'll say this. I do believe that there is an incubation period in our lives as the children of God where you may see yourself shift and you may not be with your friends. I think that naturally when you get to a place where, you know, Jesus Christ truly is the desire of your heart, I think that there is an area of our lives where we really do become very reflective and we begin to be introspective about our lives and how really do our lives measure up to God's standards. And we take an inventory of our lives. Is Christ really in my heart? Is Christ really in my home? Is Christ in my friendships? Is Christ in my work? Is Christ in my confidence? Is Christ in my attitude? Is Christ in my giftings and abilities? And I think that everything gets put on the chopping block. And there are some seasons where truly you're in your cocoon phase. And there are, I mean, ain't no double cocoon, ain't no, you know, you know, 10 10 caterpillar cocoon. It's like to each his own. And I do believe that those are times where so you might experience some friendships fall off either for the better or maybe to come back together later on. I don't think that every person in your life stays along the entire journey, but I do believe that there are actually friends that are supposed to be there to watch you transition. And i I believe that there can be a season of incubation in your life to where you really lend yourself to the voice of God, where you're literally lending yourself to the word of God and being very cognizant not to take in too many voices. And I won't even say cognizant because sometimes it's happening and you don't even really know it. You just know that things are changing. But I do believe that there's that season that some friends are supposed to watch you experience from a distance. Some friends are supposed to watch you experience up close um, for their own sake, for their own journey, because we know that God calls us to be a light in the earth, right? And so what does he say? You know, as being the light in the earth, he doesn't hide us, you know, under a bushel or anything like that. He puts us, you know, on display that our light would be seen and that others would be drawn to that light as well. And so when I think about my friendships, I think about the my closest friends. I have kept my closest friends throughout my transition. And yes, I have kind of been distant at times when I was really trying to figure out who am I? Am I really a child of God? Is this really the desire that I have for myself? I know I've made the confession with my mouth, but do I really, really believe that Jesus Christ is for me and he is the way? And so I have had friends... Um, and I just got one of my friends who gave me a thumbs up. Oh, child, you know, um, I have really had friends who have been so loving and patient with me and been able to stand the test of time with me in my transition. So when we're having this talk tonight, I want you to think about your friends from the perspective of who is in your circle. Now, when you think about as far as you, um, as far as the different needs that we have in our lives, you have to think about, okay, which of my friends are there to help me because of certain weaknesses? Which of my friends am I helping because of maybe of some some of their weaknesses? And what does everybody bring to the table? I think that when we consider relationships in general, we know that there are times that our friends will help us to evolve in certain areas of our lives where we may not be able to evolve on our own. And so we're literally each other's sandpaper. You have strengths and weaknesses. They have strengths and weaknesses. And we literally help each other um, 
by covering those gaps. Either they're that, you know, voice of reason for you in certain areas of life, or they're helping you to grow into and mature and become something better. So if the challenge is, okay, I'm young, I'm literally lit, and I'm trying to figure out my friendships, I think that it is fair to look at your friendships and say, who cheerleads you in faith? I think that there are friendships where there are people who are going to pull you away from the faith that you are drawing closer to. And there are other friends who are going to help to push you um, in the faith that you are drawing closer to. I think about one of the friendships that I did have in high school. I feel like my friend, despite us being friends and us being best friends, so I thought um, in this one particular relationship, this person made fun of my faith. Whenever I would say something that was in reference to God, it would always be like a little joke. Oh yeah, like Jesus told you, or you know, you really believe that God, you know, speaks to you or said that or whatever. And I think that when when I consider that friendship, although that person thought they were my friend, as we continue to grow and be mature, right, and make some tough decisions, maybe I that wasn't the friendship that was supposed to like last me a lifetime. Just because if you're my friend, you're going to cheerlead me in whatever I think is best. Now, if I'm doing something that's a detriment to me, that's different. But if I'm doing something that poses as a benefit to my life, if this is helping me, if this is strengthening me in my faith, I think that that is something to consider when you're looking at your friends and saying, okay, who cheerleads me in the faith? I think of um, friends who also challenge you in your character. Now, here's the thing. Not all of my friends who cheerleaded me in the faith challenged me in my character. And I'll say this again, because we're having this candid conversation tonight. I didn't have anyone in my life who was able to say, listen, Sasha, your friends are not supposed to all look like you, talk like you, believe like you do, and um, have the same ideas of life that you do. And that is something that I'm realizing now. Some of my friends who are my cheerleaders in the faith are not necessarily my friends who are the iron to sharpen me in character. And so knowing that you can have a spread of friends who look different, but being able to discern why God has placed certain people in your life is also important. Now, one thing that I didn't mention before that I think that also should always be taken into account is being prayerful for your friends. Like the same way that, you know, people out here praying and crystals and sage and they were burning sage and you know they got certain crystals and then certain people just fall off from their life i think it's the same thing with with prayer and more seriously so like the power of christ out does any power in this universe and so if we're going to god and we're saying god i really want you to be the person who takes inventory of my friendships and to show me what's real i truly do believe that god will go before you and show you like who is really for you i remember saying some of those prayers when i was in certain relationships or situationships i would say okay god if this person's really not for me let them fall off today Trust and believe those people were like people who literally fell off within hours um, a day. It was like, man, I said that prayer and I ain't never heard from this person since then. I truly do believe it's the same thing. I believe that there is discernment in your relationships. Be keen to listening how people talk to you in your relationships. Um, 
Is there a sense of jealousy? Is there a sense of competition? Those kinds of things, because that is not the spirit of Christ. There should be an element of Christ-like love that is evident in your friendship. So again, there were some of my friends who didn't necessarily challenge me in the faith, but surely did um, love me in a way that they were pushing me to be better. I can think about one of my friends right now. It's so cool. Um, we always have heart to hearts and the funny thing is when we first met, she didn't even like me like that. Um, we were literally, we became friends because of our mutual friends that we had. But I think about it now. I remember, um, recently she came to visit me and I had gotten upset about something and she checked me like, she was like, no, the way you're looking at it stinks and it's horrible and whatever. And I thought about what she said, right? And to be honest, she was right. Despite the fact that I could have been like, oh, because you're not wherever I think somebody should be, right? Spiritually or whatever, I could have been um, the person to discredit whatever she was saying. But I thank God for our friendship because there are a lot of aspects of my maturity that this particular friend actually helps me with. I remember she was the first person to point out to me that a lot of times I do this thing where it's like, oh yeah, me too. Right. And she was like, you talk about yourself, you know, a lot. And I was like, now with that being said, I'm sharing that with you all honestly, because Who's to say I, I even recognized that that was an issue for me? Like, I probably didn't even take notice to it, but there was something about me that she took note of and she was willing to share with me. So when I bring her up, I bring her up to say that although I may not go to that particular friend with matters concerning the faith or anything like that, there are aspects of my personhood that truly has developed and matured because God has brought us together in friendship. And the trade-off has been, there are certain things that God has deposited in my personhood that have been a benefit to her, part of that being the faith. And so looking for that trade-off in your relationships. Not everybody is going to be where you are spiritually. Um, not everybody's going to have the same measure of faith that you have in your friendship circle. And that's not necessarily a reason to throw people away. But that is to say, when we are taking inventory of our friendships, let's be wise about it. What benefit does this person bring to me? Is that a benefit that Christ wants me to have? What do I bring to this person? Is it because I want to bring that or do I truly do believe that God allows me to naturally flow in this way with this person where we are mutually blessing each other. Is my faith inspiring in any capacity? And I think that that is something um, very important. Now, I do believe that there are cheerleaders in the faith, people who are supposed to be, you know, the persons that you call when you're having a down moment. But even in that, I think that there is something to not super depend on another person. And so, Yes, I have friends that I can call who are wiser than me when it comes to scripture or wiser than me when it comes to things of the faith where I can call and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. And they may give me something that literally they had been basking in the presence of Jesus with um, in that moment or, you know, a couple days before. And I love those friendships, too, because it just shows me that, you know, within each of us as the children of God, like God is always communicating. And sometimes you're going to have that friend who's like right there with you. It's like, oh my gosh, this happened to you. This happened to me too. Um, I truly do believe that in your friendship circle, you should, you really should have people who are also going to be there to stand with you in the faith. Um, what does the scripture tell us? One can put a thousand to flight, but two can put 10,000 to flight. There's something so powerful about two believers. It says if two of you, um, 
believing on anything in the earth would ask the father, he would do it for you. He would hear you from heaven and he would do it for you. And so there are certain conversations that I may not have with some of my friends who are not my cheerleaders in the faith because it is a faith filled aspect of my life where I'm expecting God in a certain way. And I need someone to believe like I believe. I need someone to have conviction of the Holy Spirit as I do concerning that matter so that when we join together and pray, there's power there. And I'm not saying that my prayers are not strong, but I do believe that two is better than one, right? Scripture tells us that. And so I think that Again, when you're looking at your friendships, you do need some people who are going to be your cheerleaders in the faith. You do need those people who are going to help to sharpen you um, in your character. And I think that also, I think it's very wise to also have people who are who have different experiences than you do. Now, I'll say that. Um, some of my friends that I thought to discredit were actually the people who helped me to grow because I get to see life from a different perspective. I think that when I was younger, I assumed that, you know, if I'm going to be walking with Christ, then everybody around me needs to be walking with Christ and it needed to look the same way. And that's not true because then I would miss out on a different worldview than somebody else. And I don't have all the answers and I'm not always right. And maybe um, the, the way that I'm looking at something doesn't lend to how other people that I am going to cross paths with are looking at a circumstance. And so Again, to say, looking at your friendships, what do these people add? Now, um, hmm. boundaries, 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 boundaries. Okay, so if we're saying that there are going to be different relationships in our lives that are going to bring different things, not all of our friendships are going to look a certain way. Not all of our friendships are going to bring the same aspects of wisdom or maturity or faith into our lives all the same way I think that we do have to talk about boundaries though I think that as I mentioned before not every conversation is had in every setting with every friendship circle I think that it is wise to know who you are talking to about what and what the purpose of the conversation is I was foolish taking certain aspects of maybe my faith to friends who weren't necessarily my cheerleaders in the faith, right? Because how many times have you had that conversation with somebody who didn't necessarily see things the way you saw them and maybe leaving that conversation you felt deflated because they didn't match your energy, the excitement that you had when you said, oh yeah, this is what God is telling me and this is what I believe God is asking me to do. And then it's just like that person's looking at you like you're crazy and then maybe the faith didn't match. And so then there was a little bit of you being disappointed that happens in all relationships. And so I don't think that's necessarily a reason to discredit friends, but just being wise and saying, okay, what are the conversations that are meant to be had with these particular persons? And then again, being prayerful. God, if I'm going through this, who is it that I can talk to this about? First person that you want to talk to about anything is Christ Jesus himself. And time and time again, I think even now as I get older and as I'm willing, um, more willing than I was before to pause and ask God 
about certain things that I'm going through and who I can talk to them about. God hasn't always directed me to the same person. So I can, you know, be going through one particular thing and God will put a person on my heart and I'll be like, okay, God, well, let's call. Let's have that conversation. And you'll be surprised the fruit that comes out of it. And then in another circumstance, it may be someone else completely different. And so lending Lending yourself to be willing to allowing God to lead you to the right person to talk to about certain things is important. Um, Back to boundaries, 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 boundaries. Now, with that being said, in my friendships, one thing that I missed out on that I did not recognize that I realize now is that friends who honor you is going to be a very, very big win. I, again, when I was in my early 20s, I felt like I had to throw all of my um, not super saved friends away. So the friends who didn't go to church three times a week like I did, the ones who weren't in Bible college like I was, and the ones who weren't out here quoting scriptures and all of that like I was, I, in my ignorance and not knowing what to do, truly felt like I just had to distance myself from these friends. I felt like "Mm, they didn't have anything to give me at that time, and I, in ignorance, didn't know that I had something to give them too. Um, and so one thing that I grew to realize in my friendships though, was that my friends honored me as a person and the things that I stood for and the things that I believed and had I given, um, my friendships, that opportunity, had I known to, you know, look for that in my friendships, I would have seen that my friends never forced me to go places I didn't want to go. So candid moments when we were all in college, we would, you know, drive down to Miami often. It was almost like we had never left home. We were in South Florida nearly every weekend. I mean, rushing on the road on Sunday nights and early Monday mornings to make it to an 8am class. Like we were crazy, but, um, and a lot of the things that we did in um, high school was hang out at strip clubs. If I'll be, excuse me, not in high school, in college, a lot of the places that we hung out at in college were strip clubs. When people were having birthday parties, okay, one night is going to be dinner, another night is going to be at a strip club, that kind of thing. And I remember so vividly when I was in college that my friends who really did honor me, they just stopped inviting me. And it was very hurtful for me. I'll be so candid about that. It wasn't like I was super excited because my friends honored me. It actually hurt my feelings. And I remember talking to one of my friends and it was like, girl, because we're not going to ask you to go to no strip club. Like we know that you truly love Jesus. And I think that that was so different. So in me having my personal convictions, one, I had to be honest enough to say, this is how I'm moving. These these are the decisions that I'm making my for myself and then allowing my friends to honor me. And to show that they honored me. Um, And I think that that's going to be a key aspect of relationships. Honor is so important. And you'll have friends who do honor you, but give them the opportunity to show you that they value you and the changes that you're making. Not all your friends are just like people to be thrown away. Please don't just go on no, you know, um, on no, you know, discarding spree where you're just throwing people away left and right give people the time to show you that they honor you and that was something that I can honestly say really really um, has been a strength for me in my life my friends helped me in the areas where I needed boundaries and so they were like yes Sasha we're not inviting you because we already know you don't get down like that that's not a place that you want to visit we're still gonna go and so You know, you can hang out with us when we do dinner or something like that. And 
that's a growing point because imagine that in life we're not always going to be in the same place we're not always going to have the same level of understanding but respect is there and that's what I'm saying like when you're looking at your friendships when you're taking inventory of those friendships when you're gauging what friendships are fruitful or not fruitful doesn't just mean which of my friends are going to help me to um which of my friends are going to help me to read the Bible more? There are also going to be some of your friends that are fruitful because they're going to help you to walk in what the scripture says based on the relationship. And so my friends helped me to walk in love in different ways, um, just the way that our personalities either matched or different areas of our lives where we were different. And I had to be somebody who was humble, humble enough to listen, humble enough to say, I'm sorry, or I'm wrong. And um, when we talk about how we transition in our friendships, right? So we're saying that as the young and literally lit believers, you're going to come into faith or you're going to have this, you know, journey of faith where you're going to have friends who are going to literally um, walk this thing out with you. Maybe not be like your right hand cheerleader of the faith, but they're walking it out with you because God has allowed them to be in your life. Um, to see your evolution and for you to see theirs. And in the midst of that, because of the time that you all have had together, because of maybe the sincerity that already exists there, there's a level of openness that God has already allowed you to have with this person where this person can be real and honest with you. I've had some of my, you know, not so super safe friends tell me that I was not walking like Christ in certain areas of my life. And then, you know, you get offended because you're like, oh, who are you to tell me? But right there, God was allowing my friends to check me in my humility, right? Check me in my humility. Because let me tell you something, it's not always going to be the person who's sitting next to you on the pew who can look at you and say, "Mm -mm, you ain't walking like Jesus. And I think that as believers, sometimes we're most offended when somebody who isn't living the way we think, you know, according to the word they should be living, if they were to tell us anything about our faith. And it's just like, are you open enough to understand that um, humility is such an important aspect of our faith and everybody should be able to see the light of Christ in your life. And if somebody's not able to see it, it's not because it's not always going to be because they're not Christ like. If the light of Christ in us is so pungent, that means anybody should be able to um, to see it and experience the love of Christ in us. And I haven't always walked in maturity. And so, yeah, I've had friends call me out on it. And so we're talking about our friendships and creating boundaries in our friendships and navigating the realm of our friendships and knowing, okay, what are the different friendships that exist for me as a child of God? And how do I manage my relationships? What relationships am I called to keep? What relationships am I called to maybe, you know, set some boundaries to and create some space between? And I think that, um, again, when we're talking tonight, I think the first thing we have to do is lend ourselves to Holy Spirit's help. There are some friendships that we've made that are based on trauma, right? And so not everyone who you're friends with now is meant to be your friend lifelong. There are some relationships that have been forged, like I said, in trauma. Some, you know, friendships that have been forged because of maybe spiritual soul ties and things like that. And I think it's wise of us if we're prayerful about our friendships to allow God to show us, okay, what are some people that I need to distance myself from, not because of them, but just because the aspects or the strings that are attached in that relationship are not godly and truly can be destructive um, when we talk about our destiny and not just our destiny, but other people's destiny. Hello, let me just say this because it came to mind. 
Just because we are the children of God does not mean that we cannot be those that are destructive to somebody else's destiny. Okay, so let's think about this in terms of our romantic relationships. We know that not everybody who calls on the name of the Lord is meant to be our person that we're supposed to marry and live life with, right? Because there's an aspect of purpose. There's an aspect of, you know, God's vision and God's destiny and his trajectory for our lives. And so when we talk about the same way that we are so thoughtful when we're thinking about our lifelong partner, just because you are the child of God doesn't mean that you are a blessing to everybody. Now, can you be a blessing? You can be a blessing when God allows you to be. But if you think that just because you're a Christian that, um, you are you are supposed to be in everybody's life that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that that is true the mere fact that you may be trying to take up this particular space excuse me space and time in somebody's life if God has ordained that space and time in that person's life to be with a certain person or for that person to have a certain particular friendship with somebody else if you are sitting or you're um, in that person somebody else's space in someone's life I don't care that you're a child of God you can literally be a distraction to somebody else's destiny and woo there are some friendships that just because you are the child of God doesn't necessarily mean that it is your assignment it is your responsibility to drag that person hand and foot to the feet of Jesus God may literally be using the time that you all have known each other, the interactions you all have had with each other to be something that maybe is a lasting impression on that person spiritually and emotionally so that when they encounter the light of Christ again after you, that they will be cognizant to say, hmm, wow, this person reminds me of this last person and oh, the connection is the light of Christ in them. And that's something that I had to understand for myself. It's not my responsibility to bring everybody to Jesus. The Lord says that we're called to be a light. And so when we think about being a light along the path of somebody's journey to Christ Jesus, I am one light. And each and every person that that person encounters has the ability to be a light. And so if I don't stay in my place where God has assigned me and I'm trying to be, you know, at a place and trying to walk this person to Jesus, then the next person who's coming up, who I'm supposed to be a light for, I may not be in position for because I've moved out of my place and my assignment because of my own will, because of my own fleshly wisdom that I thought. Um, And so, yeah, get out of the way, believer, literally lit believer, get out of the way. Like we are such a vast people that God has children. I mean, the seed of Abraham is literally scattered across the planet. God can use anybody he chooses. And if God tells you that you are not the person for this particular assignment, be okay with that uh, and get out of the way. Um, Yeah. So there were friendships where I was just so like, oh no, because I really want you to come to know Christ. Nah, that wasn't my assignment. My assignment was fulfilled in that person's life, you know, during that particular, maybe it was for, you know, math. Maybe it was for ENC 1101 for that one semester. And I truly do believe that if we're discerning, you'll feel a shift in relationships. You, I truly do believe that spiritually there's this, um, cue that you get when you're like, "Uh, I think our season is shifting. I think that God is maybe pulling us away. Why is it so difficult 
for us to catch up? Why is it that we haven't spent time together in a really long time? And it's not necessarily because I'm not hitting you up and you're not hitting me up. It's just that we're not hitting each other up. Um, I used to think about you often to say, hey, let me call and check up on you. And now it doesn't really happen. And we have to be okay with the fact that, yes, people can come to mind. And that doesn't mean you need to hit them up all the time. It may just be that God is saying, yeah, pray for them. Um, and so you may experience a shift in your relationships where it was like, yeah, we were Ace Boon Coon. And then somehow, you know, it just kind of shifted. No hard feelings or anything like that. Um, we just weren't what, you know, each other needed anymore beyond that season. And it's okay. Having healthy attachment is saying that, you know, I can honor the season that God has allowed me to, you know, be in someone's life and allow somebody to be in my life. And then when that season is over and then that person goes this way and I go that way, it's okay. Um, and so again, we're talking about taking inventory of your friendships. I think that, um, when we run this back, we're saying, be prayerful about your friendships. Who are your cheerleaders in the faith? Who are the people who sharpen you, um, in your character building? Who are the people who challenge you? Who are the people who challenge you spiritually, emotionally, um, all those different things. And not one of your friends is going to be your end all be all in your friendships. Um, but looking for the different areas of your well-being and who brings what to the table. And then also recognizing that there is a time for a trade-off. You might be able to be stronger spiritually, whereas someone is stronger emotionally or, you know, mentally and is able to be a blessing to your life in that season. And remember that in all things, we should be appreciative and thankful. If somebody's able to help me to see an aspect of myself that I wasn't able to see on my own, it doesn't need to be in the voice of thus saith the Lord in order for it to line up with the word of God, in order for it to be a blessing to our lives. And then also to say that boundaries are important. I'm not telling you to compartmentalize your friendships, but I am saying that recognize who your friends are, you know, the different roles that God has placed them in your life for, right? Because it's not us who just places people in our lives. It's truly God who brings people in our lives um, for different reasons. Um, recognizing, you know, each person's purpose and then managing your relationship according to that. Again, my cheerleaders in the faith, I know that, you know, when it comes to things that God is speaking to me on clarity, um, insight, wisdom, depth of understanding, those are the friends that I can call. If I need somebody to pray with me concerning matters of the faith, those are the friends that I can call. And there are other friends. There are friendships that I have where some of my friends are super business savvy and God has allowed me to grow in friendship with them where the trade-off is. They can call me with matters of the faith. Um, I'm somebody they can pray with if they need to. Maybe they don't have a circle of friends that you know um, consist of cheerleaders in the faith and so maybe that's me and then the trade-off in our friendship is that um, and not necessarily just business but I'm saying like the perspective that they bring could help me mature in you know a business area of my life or emotional well-being in my life and so what do your friend circles look like who are your cheerleaders for different things and then being wise to allowing God to direct you in your conversation with your friends. Um, and then we also said that looking for, no matter who your friends are, friends that who honor you, honor the standard by which you live your life and do not pull you away from Christ. Um, 
I mentioned earlier that for me, I realized that just because some of my friends weren't as strong in the faith as I was, doesn't mean that they were any less my friend um, than God had intended. Now, mind you, I didn't always recognize that, but they truly, and still a lot, you know, some of my friends now, not some of them, but the friends that I've kept that may not still be in the place where I am spiritually, they're just as beneficial to my life, just as um, sharpening as far as iron is concerned. And I do see how, you know, over the years we've been able to evolve and grow with one another. And so in all that I've shared tonight, I just wanted All of us to know that as the children of God, you know, it is healthy to have expectations um, to see Christ in our relationships. I think that it is important that we ask those questions, you know, what should my friendships look like and that we seek out those answers because God will tell you, God will truly lead you in your relationships. You do not have to figure it out on your own. Um, Not all of your relationships are meant to be cut off. Some of your (laughs) friendships are truly meant to be their lifelong. And so trust that God, as he leads you, even in your faith, that he'll lead you in your friendships too, you know, and you never know. You never know what seeds are being planted in your life and in someone else's life for eternal goodness. And so don't try to figure it out on your own. Truly do seek God for that. Um, And so now I'll go ahead and open up for any questions or comments that anybody might have in regards to their friendships. Any questions or comments? I know we don't always get to do that, but again, this is our conversation where we get to benefit. And so share, share, share. <laughs> One of my friends says, Whose life do you know? I guess it touched you. I know, I know. It can be challenging. It's hard. And, you know, we're not always, I mean, honestly, in a sermon, sermons are not always based around friends. We need to be having these talks. And then to say, Okay, wait a minute. One of my friends did this. Okay, so if you have any scenario questions, right? Um, hit me up with those too. It's not just um, when we're talking on Instagram Live, can we have these conversations? But if there are scenarios that, you know, sometimes you just need to talk through with somebody of faith, yeah, have those conversations. Have those conversations too. And I'll just say like God has also enriched my life with people who are my friends through career, who have been able to help me to push myself beyond laziness so that I can be obedient to the things of God. I have some of my friends who are, man, they are tearing it up when you talk about career and they are an example of diligent work. And so allow God to show you what he needs to show you in people. Okay. They ain't all got to look like you, sound like you, talk like you, walk like you, be like you. Stop that foolishness. Okay, so um, again, we're open for questions now. I know that wasn't um, one of our longer talks, but I think it was just as essential. Um, Again, friendships, friendships, friendships. What about our friends? What about our friends? I'm going to give us another um, few seconds if any of us has a question. And if not, then I'll go ahead and close out in prayer. And again, the live from last week, you can catch it. I believe I will post it on Thursday. I'm back working, y'all, back in the schools. And so even though (laughs) I'll not comment there. Um, So it may take me a little bit longer just to get our lives um, posted on the podcast. But please be checking for the podcast. Please be checking for the podcast. 
Okay, so no other questions. Again, guys, I love you all. Um, thank you so much for being so supportive of It's a Talk. Thank you for sharing the things that you all share. Thank you for listening. Um, and thank you for all of you who encouraged me, you know, on the other side of um, Instagram through like DM and stuff like that. I super do appreciate it. Again, this episode was all about friendships, boundaries, and relationships. Um, what should my friendships look like? Um, creating those or being steadfast in my standards and not feeling like I have to bend to my friends or that just because, you know, I'm a child of God, that means I have to throw all my friends away. There is a way for you to have friends and, you know, to truly live your life as a believer. And just knowing the purpose of your friendships is super important. So again, tonight's conversation was phenomenal. Thank you all for watching. If you have any questions and you'd like to hit me up, you already know you can DM me. You can send me an email. If you need my email, I will send it to you. But let's go ahead and close out in prayer. Um, and I hope you all enjoy the rest of your evening and have a wonderful rest of your week. And then we'll be back next Tuesday for episode number, I think it'll be episode number six. Oh my gosh, that is so exciting. Let me just say this. Most podcasts and most, um, I guess, I don't want to say talk shows or anything like that, but literally most podcasts, they fizzle, you know, right around episode seven because people don't stay up and with them consistently. So I thank you guys for logging in consistently and encouraging me to meet you here Tuesday nights at eight o'clock. Like we're in this together, the young and literally lit believers because we're lit with Christ Jesus. I appreciate you. Um, and let's pray. Heavenly Father, Jehovah, thank you. Jehovah Elohim, you are so good. Jehovah Jireh, thank you for being our providers. Jehovah Sikhanu, thank you for being our righteousness. Yahweh, our Father, we thank you for today. God, I thank you for um, the conversation we've been able to have tonight, Lord God. I thank you for shedding light upon our friendships. God, I thank you for shedding um, clarity on the expectation of our friendships and how our friendships can be managed, Father God, and how we can walk with our friendships, or excuse me, walk through our friendships, Father God, with peace, Father God, and knowing that there is purpose in our friendships, Lord God, and maybe we don't know all things, but God, there is wisdom that you do share with us. This is not out scope, excuse me, outside of your scope of reference, Lord God, because you are concerned about us, every aspect of our lives, Father God, you do share your concern for each and every one of us, Lord God. And I know that you look upon our friendships. And if this is an area of our lives that concern us, Lord God, you too are concerned. And so Lord, I thank you for the conversation you've been having with each and every person who logged on tonight. I thank you for continuing your conversation with each and every person. I pray that God, we would be those that would yield our relationships to you, that we would lay them down to you, Father God, um, in the name of Jesus, and that we would allow your voice to be loudest in our lives concerning our friendships, Lord God, that we wouldn't get our um, ideas about friendships from just anywhere, but that God, we would allow your voice to be a resounding um the resounding standard of our friendships and allowing ourselves to see you truly in each of the persons in which 
you've placed in our lives. God, I thank you for confirming the friendships that we have. I thank you for bringing your truth into the relationships that we have, that God, we would see you. And I ask that, Father God, maybe the relationships that have been experiencing struggle recently, that you would allow tonight's conversation to actually usher in confirmation, Lord God. Um, I know that you have just a very amazing way of allowing your presence to be made known. And so, God, maybe in those relationships where it is time to kind of distance, create some distance or allow some distance to take place, Lord God, that you would confirm that, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, in the places where there needs to be reconciliation. Maybe, Father God, we push certain people away, Father God, in ignorance. Lord, I ask that you would bring in reconciliation. Let there be a random phone call. Let there be a random text just to say, hey, Father God. And I ask that, Father God, the conversation would be led by you, that it wouldn't be led by our flesh, that it wouldn't be led by our desires. Father God, those... Um, friendships where they may be rooted in trauma, Father God, or Father God, the roots may be impure roots, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I ask that, Father God, that those things, Father God, that you would shine your light upon them, that the darkness would be dispelled, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that, Father God, true healing would be able to occur where we're no longer hanging on to people because they remind us of a place that we were at one point in time or a place of comfort, Father God. You are our comfort, Father God. You are our peace. And there's no person that we should be clinging to, Father God, for fear of losing a portion of ourselves. I know that this sometimes happen in, happens in friendships and relationships, Lord, but we're asking that, Father God, you would be the one who governs our friendships truly. And so, God, we're here to say that as your children, we want what you desire for our lives. And so that also means our friendships. At no point in time do we want to be those who are in control or the seat of control of our lives, Lord God. We are the passengers when truly you, God, are the captain. Lord God, you're the one who's driving take the wheel <laughs> Jesus take the wheel um, in all of our lives and your will for our lives let it be made evident in such a way bring in confirmation bring in clarity father God even bring in your word Lord God to show us father God um, that what you're saying is true and so that we won't be led astray or be confused we know that confusion does not come from you so Lord we love you and we thank you for tonight and we thank you for our friendships, the lifelong friendships, the friendships that are there just for a time and a season, and those persons that you've allowed to make an impression on us for ultimately your glory in the earth um, and eternal goodness. Lord, we love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Amen, y'all. I love y'all. Go ahead and, you know, put your relationships before the Lord and allow God to speak to you on your friendships. There's no one clear cut way. Um, not all of our friends are going to be where we are um, spiritually, emotionally, physically, um, mentally. And so allow God to show you what each of you brings to the table and how you all can be a lifelong benefit to each other, whether that be for a season or, you know, truly lifelong. Amen. I love you guys. Have a wonderful evening. It was another episode of It's a Talk. And I'll meet you next week at 8 o'clock again, Lord willing. I love y'all. Have a good night.